Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of To The Point Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well here on this Wednesday. And tonight, we're here with a special podcast. I'm going to be joined tonight by Jason Bennett. He's first-time guest here on the podcast, and we're going to be ranking our top 10 most interesting athletes right now. And I, I gave uh, Jason a wide variety of, you know, he could be his favorite players, could be people he loves in the media, just any reason that you really, you know, keeps, they keep you interested. But to give you guys a little bit of information on Jason, um, I've known him for a few years now, met him through my good buddy, Nick Gilbert, and we've uh, shared a few cold ones along the way. Um, and uh, we, uh, we definitely have had a, a close friendship when it comes to our, our love for sports and our love for music. So um, Jason, you're now, uh, you're telling me tonight, you know, you're uh, in your first block of being an electrician. How has that been going? Uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, it's a little tough with uh, being online. So, I mean, I'm doing school from home almost every day. We go to the campus rarely. I've been there twice since I started and I'm three weeks in. So it's a little bit tough to, to try to put your nose to the grindstone and focus when you're at home with all the distractions around the house. But it is what it is. It's COVID and everything's different. And I'm just learning to live with it as I go. So, right. bad. Do you, uh, do you like it better than being in class or did you prefer in class? Cause you, know, you spent two years, you said at UMB. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of on the fence with that. I don't know if I like it better or if I like it less, it's definitely nice to have the freedom of being in your own home and you, you don't, you don't have to get up earlier and travel and you don't have to get ready for the day, so to speak. So, you know, you can go downstairs and grab your coffee and, throw the sports channel on and then your class starts at nine and it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty laid back day. Right. So I like it. That way. So when it comes to your list, how, what was your, you know, your big criteria when, when you go from 10 to one, how did you, how would you say you rated your interest level when it comes to these players? Uh, I don't know. I kind of, I, I've changed my list about four or five times since yeah. I made it, but uh, it's been a little bit all over the place. I, I tried to get some different sports involved. Obviously I'm a big hockey guy. So, I mean, half of my list is going to be hockey players, but I tried to get some, some uh, other athletes from other sports in there. And I don't know, I, I definitely took media into effect for a couple guys, but uh, for the most part, it's just kind of liking the player they are and the way they play the game, I guess, is what I kind of tried to really narrow it down to is guys. I really enjoy watching. Right. Yeah. I, I would definitely say I, I did the same. I also, um, I'm interested. I have two hockey players, so I'm interested to see if we have the same ones. Um, I doubt we'll have one, but I, I that'll be interesting, but yeah, I, I got a, I got a few golfers. Um, I have a couple and, golfers. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll have a few the same for sure, but I think this will be a lot of fun because, you know, we get to see each other's different, you know, we get go through each other's uh, mindset when it comes to watching sports and, and how we take in, uh, how we take it in. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this. For sure. So why don't you kick us off with your number 10 most interesting athlete right now? Uh, so number 10, um, I don't know if I bent the rules on this or not, but <laughs> guy's career is about 99.99% sure this guy's career is over but slotting in at number 10 for me is Tiger Woods yeah uh 
Tiger Woods is a guy for me that he's he's just he's the bar none the best at what he does. He's he's the best that there's ever been in the sport that he plays, and he's an absolute treat to watch. I still find myself scrolling through YouTube watching his greatest moments and best shots all the time. I just he's it's a treat to watch him. Yeah, oddly enough, I also have Tiger Woods at number ten. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, hearing the Vern Lundquist call when he makes that chip on sixteen. Um, I, that's you know it's electric i'll remember that one forever also um you know he, he's 43 or 44 now clearly not the golfer that he once was but he he gets more viewership than anybody uh he drives the bus and people you know i get sick of it when they put him on on a sunday when he's 10 strokes back but you know the golf channel loves to do that but yeah. again you know people would rather see him you know, putt in for uh bogey, then, you know, uh, Jason Cockrack, uh, you know, chip in for Eagle at, for the lead. So absolutely, he, he's the greatest, greatest golfer, I think in the history of the sport. I mean, Nicholas, you could make that art, you know, that debate, but he's done more for that sport than anybody ever has. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, do you think he'll be, you think he'll be back? I mean, after after the, the the accident with with the type of injuries that he he got from that, I but I mean, it's Tiger, so yeah. like I mean, he already did the unspeakable when he came back and won the Masters. Yeah, but, I mean, I I can't see it. I doubt it, but it would be awesome if he if he could make some sort of comeback for sure. Yeah, if he does, I mean that. Would that's a 30 for 30 right there. He's, you know, you could have a, a number of document. I, I think the documentary they made about him a couple months ago, that was really kind of a crappy documentary because he wasn't really a part of it and he didn't really get to hear the interesting stuff. But even if he comes back and he's like, say Charlie's caddy on the cor corn fairy tour or something in, you know, 10 years, I think that would be super interesting just to see him as a dad. You know, we saw him play that father son tournament. I love seeing that different tiger woods. Yeah, for sure. So we both have Tiger at number 10. Who do you have at number nine? Uh, number nine is an interesting one. Uh, I've got Rupe Hints from the Dallas Stars. Wow. Um, a lot of there, there'll be a good chunk of hockey fans that might actually not even know who this guy is. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I love watching him play. He plays with so much energy. Uh, he's over a point per game player. He's a game time decision every night. He's been battling injuries all year. He doesn't even practice, I don't think. And he just he goes out there and he gets the job done for a team that absolutely has needed it all year because they've had Radulov out for almost the whole season. And Sagan's just coming back now. And and Jamie Ben's been underwhelming. So he's he's kind of had to carry the load and he has. And I I just I like the way he plays. He's got a an elite shot. He's got elite speed. I think he's very underrated. Yeah, I like it. Uh, he's definitely not on my list, but I, I, I like these, you know, second, third line players that you, you don't hear a lot about. And I, I agree about Rupa Hints. He's, I think he's got more there. I think he can be a top line player consistently, but I agree with you. He's got that top notch shot. He's got wicked speed. I think he's a really smart hockey player too. Um, he knows, 
And like you said, he was injured last year in the bubble in the playoffs. I think he he had appendicitis halfway through the playoffs, and then he had to have surgery, which he which he did, and then came back. And for Dallas even to be in this position to be you know a couple points out, uh, Nashville can clinch tonight with a win. But for them to even be in the fight, you got to credit the Rupe Hintzes, the Jason Robertsons of the world, who have really stepped up and given this team a chance where they really shouldn't have had one. Yeah, and I think that's why I kind of slipped him onto my list uh, is for for that reason right there is he kind of he's kind of keeping them in the fight when they have every reason not to be so. Yeah, and you know they they lose Yanmark too, who I, I liked him a lot on Dallas too. I think he brought uh, a little bit more bite, but hints with Sega when he's healthy, I still think Sega is a top fifteen player. I think hints can creep into you know the TSN top fifty, if you will. I think with a little bit more uh, experience and maybe a, a little bit more finishing touch, I think he could possibly sneak into that group uh, down the line. Yeah. So number nine, I went with UFC and this guy is not necessarily great on the mic. I mean, he's starting to get better. I'll give him that. It's not like he's a WWE where you got to be great on the mic to be good, but um. I got Kamara Usman, the uh, current welterweight champion of the world. Uh, he fought a couple weeks ago against Hori Masvidal. If you follow the UFC, he knocked him the hell out. Um, and Masvidal had never been knocked out before. And you know, he said he'd do it. This guy's jacked. He fights, seems like, every two months. Um, he he's called out Conor McGregor, says, come get some. Uh, and he's... Uh, Nigerian, but he lives in Dallas. So he, he does have that English. He's not, you know, doesn't have that barrier uh, with the language barrier, but I think he just represents the sport really well. He's really fun to watch in the ring. And I think he does a lot for the UFC. Yeah. Well, I mean, you take a guy like Conor McGregor too, like you mentioned him, like look at what he's done for the sport. Right. And that's, mm -hmm. that has a lot to do with his personality. And you say this guy called out McGregor. I, I think that kind of stuff's great for the sport. Yeah, are you, are you a UFC fan? I would watch a little bit, but it's not something that I pay in a great amount of attention to, no. Yeah, I I didn't watch about two years ago, and now I'm just obsessed. I don't miss I don't miss a pay-per-view now. It's just, I don't know, something about the violence, and it's not, not a great thing to admit, but uh, I, I like seeing the... Uh, the men and women go down when they do because it's uh, it's certainly interesting. But yeah, Usman, he's on the rise. He's never lost in the UFC, so we'll see what where he goes from there. Number eight for you, Jay. Who who do you got? So at number eight, I have another golfer, uh, Will Zalatoris. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, uh, he's a young gun, kind of coming up through. He's actually not even on the tour yet, really. He's on. He's still on that special temporary tour, I guess you call it until he actually wins an event. But mm -hmm. after watching him at the masters, I just, I'm, I'm in like, he was really fun to watch and that that's somebody I'm going to be following for sure. Uh, he tees off tomorrow at 3 PM for the uh, Wells Fargo. So it should be interesting to see how he makes out there. And definitely a guy I'm pulling for and, and hoping that he can uh, make a name out of himself for sure. Yeah, I mean, he. This is a guy who just tore apart the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, he was finishing top. He was winning a, a ton of tournaments down there, and like you said, he goes to the Masters his first event, and he's in the top three. Uh, and 
you look at him, he's so, he reminds me of Kevin Durant with his build, uh, really tall, super skinny, but he can bomb the ball like better than anybody, you know, and he, the thing about him too, is he puts it right down the middle. You don't see him miss the fairway often, but I like him a lot because you see him um, even with Adam Sandler online where Adam, you know, tweeted out good luck today, kid, where he posted the pick of, um, he looks like a happy Gilmore's caddy. Yeah, he looks like happy Gilmore's caddy happy and, Gilmore. and, and he played with it. And he said, you know, I hope I made you proud today, Mr. Gilmore. Uh, and I love that. You know, that's yeah. personality. That's, you know, that's not him taking himself too serious. And when it comes to Zalatoris, do you think he could win a tournament this year? I, I think he can. I, I hope he does because I just want to see him get on the, the official tour. Yeah. Because I, I think he's fun to watch and he's got years to come too. He's so young. He's only 24. So like the future should be quite bright for him. But, uh, I mean, it's hard to say golf is it's an evil game. <laughs> it's yeah. probably the hardest sport in the world to be consistently good at. But, I mean, we'll see what, what he's got. I think golf can have some of the best stories because you see a guy like Sam Burns win last week in his first win. And it's so important when you win in golf because you get entries into the majors. You have to earn your way into, like, he gets to play at the U.S. Open this year or the Masters next year. That's one thing I really like about golf is that to get with the big boys, you have to earn it and you have to keep winning. You know, you see a guy like Ricky Fowler, who's been uh, talked about ad nauseum for years for being this great player. And he can't even make a cut right now. And now he's, you know, not even going to be at major. So golf is so, like you said, so difficult and you got to be consistently good to, to stay at the top of the heap. Um. I go to my number eight. I have Trevor Bauer of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I used to hate Trevor Bauer because I thought he was really annoying and he's talking about baseballs and then juicing the ball. But a couple weeks ago, I really had a turn when him and Tatis were going up against each other. And I like when he strikes out guys. Like last night, he struck out a guy in the sixth inning and he does a fist pump and he's looking at the bench. I love that. And he, you know, he closes his eyes and throws a pitch and, you know, Tatis kind of uh, pimped a home run and he kind of went around the bases and he said, you know what, he can do it because he hit it off me. And I did give this guy a ton of credit because he's got personality. He's good on social media. He's good on the mic and he delivers on the field. Uh, He's a, uh, he won the Cy Young last year on a Dodgers team that's kind of struggling right now, but they're you know, clearly one of the best teams in baseball. So I give this guy a ton of credit. He makes the money, but he backs it up. And, and I love his, his personality that he brings on the mound and, and off the mound. Yeah, I, I could not, my opinion on that guy could not be more exactly like yours than, than that. I mean, you just, everything you said is the exact same. I was, I even, like you said, I used to not be the biggest fan of him. I kind of thought he was a little bit annoying. Yeah. I mean, like what a, what an outlook on the game. Like when he had that interview after the Tatis situation, I, I love that response. I love that response. Show me some emotion. Give me a reason to turn this baseball game on in may or april right. you know right. what I mean? like i think i think he that there needs to be more of him in the game of baseball a hundred percent especially base like you said baseball because it's 162 
And how many great personalities? There isn't many. You think of Kershaw, you think of Trout. They give you nothing. Like on the mic and when it comes to, I like seeing Kershaw get pissed off against the Padres. I liked seeing him start John, but for the most part, their stars are really boring. Or if they do have a big star, you know, Shohei Otani doesn't speak English. So it's tough for, you know, fans to kind of engage with him. And I think he's awesome too, uh, just with his versatility. But Bauer to, to give an interview and not just give the, you know, get pucks deep and, you know, just be uh, monotone and, you know, boring. I give this guy a ton of credit for being himself and not being afraid of the uh, criticism that, you know, eventually will come his way. Absolutely. But yeah, Trevor Bauer, a ton of fun. Number seven for you. Uh, number seven, I have Kale McCarr. Mm. Uh, absolutely electrifying to watch. Uh, I don't know if I've seen a player cover more ice than him. Yeah. He's everywhere. It's like he's playing Rover. Like it's like having a fourth forward on the ice. And it's, it's an absolute pleasure to watch him play with a guy like McKinnon too, when they're out there on the power play together, it's just like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. He was on my honorable mentions uh, and he's going to win a Norris real soon. If he can stay healthy for a full season, it's impossible. I don't see him winning one in the next, even maybe next year, if he could play 82, uh, but his vision, his, his ability to get the shot through from the point, I think is another underrated part of his game. You mentioned his skating. He goes from behind the net to the other end and just it seems like a split second. Um, and just transition from playing college hockey to NHL. We see it. Sometimes it's not easy. You know, um, Jimmy VC won a Hobie Baker. Eh, and it hasn't been that great for, for Jimmy VC. Um, we do see it succeed, but this guy, he's a different breed. Maybe Cole Caulfield will have a similar transition, but you know, that's a little early to say, but I also think Colorado is the most fun team to watch in the NHL. For me anyway, if I had to pick a team to watch night in, night out, it's Colorado. Me too. Yeah, even more than your Bruins? I'd, Colorado, they play with so much pace. Everything is push, push, push. They're mm-hmm. demon pinching. They're, they're so aggressive and like they play to their strengths. They know we are a puck possession team. We're fast and we're highly skilled. So why wouldn't we play that way? Right. I, I love the system that they play because you see – teams with that much skill that are forced into a system that doesn't fit that. And I love that their coach lets them play that way because it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. I I think, you know, quote unquote, poor teams should do that more often. You know, New Jersey, they're not the New Jersey of old where they have Broder and Can Danico and these players that like, they should play faster. They got Hughes and Zaka. I think Miles Wood can flat out fly. He's another player I really like. You mentioned Hints. I think I think Miles Wood uh, is another guy that it brings it for me. But these bottom line teams that try to play this old system, like you have to adapt. Like the Islanders, you can play that system because it works for them. That's how their team's built other than Barzell. But I think for some of these poor teams that consistently finish in the bottom of the standings, they need to adapt or they're just never going to get any better. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you you take a guy like Barzell, for instance, like the Islanders, yes, they can play that system. Their team's built perfectly for it. They have great, they have a great decor and they have great goaltending. Uh, but you take him and say, put him 
in the Colorado Avalanche system. Mm. Wow, that would be scary. Yeah, yeah. The guy can fly, and he he just he doesn't have the opportunity to really use all of his tools. Yeah. Playing the Islander system, still a great player for them. It's their best forward. He's a real skilled forward for sure. But yeah, he he got his fifteenth goal last night, which isn't bad. But he should have more than fifteen goals. I think he should be up there with the uh, you know McDavid's and. Uh, Maybe not Matthews, but you know, Pasternak, those guys. I think he should be right up there with them. Yeah, for sure. He can put the puck in the net. Number seven for me, I I'm gonna go to the NFL and I'm picking a running back, which I can't believe I did. I almost picked a safety who I love, but I picked Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. And he he's the best running back in football. Um, I love watching Tennessee play. Because they Derrick Henry, you know what they're gonna do, and yet nobody can stop him. He he runs people over. He, he's 6'5, 265 pounds, and he can still burn you down the field. He can break off a 90-yard rush. He ran for over 2,000 yards last year, two-time rushing champ back-to-back years, and he's really changed that Tennessee offense where Tannehill is a good quarterback and he gives you a lot. But Derrick Henry is the most important player on that offense. And you can't say that for many teams. It's always quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And for Tennessee, it's it's Derrick Henry, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's an absolute train. And it it reminds me of a a guy like Marshawn Lynch when he bursted onto the scene. And it's like, how do we stop this guy? Like he just runs through people. It doesn't matter who's in his way. He, he's, he's going, he's going through you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure we've had this chat, but we might have, I might have had a few drinks and forgot, but are, are you a Pats fan or where do you lie in the NFL? I'm not a big NFL guy. Like I don't really have a team per se, right. but I really like Aaron Rodgers. Right. I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers guy. So I guess I could say I lean towards the Packers, but I, I, I just watch football because I like watching football. I don't really have a favorite team per se, but big right. Aaron Rodgers fan. So if he's traded, will you follow him to the new locale? What's that? Sorry, you were breaking up. If he's, if he's traded, will you follow him to his new, uh, new team? Uh, I just want to see him win another championship. I, I'd love to see him again before he retires. So, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, interesting to see what will happen. But yeah, Derrick Henry, like you said, he's a human train against a you know a bunch of box cars. So he's um he's a he's a man on a mission out there. Number six uh, on your list. Number six is another hockey player. I got Mark Stone. Uh, Mark Stone, in my opinion, if you could find the definition of the right way to play, mm-hmm. it, it's him. I mean, he. He pursues pucks. He nobody can create turnovers better than that guy. He if he wants a puck, he just takes it from you. Uh, he battles hard. He plays with a ton of heart. Uh, nobody's more excited than that guy when him or his teammates score a goal. And I mean, Vegas is an absolute force every night, and he's he's their engine. So. It's just a guy I love watching play. I watch a lot of Vegas hockey, and I, I love watching Mark Stone. Couldn't agree more. Uh, he He's my Selkie Trophy winner. Uh, I, I 
I know they don't usually give it to wingers, but I think it's impossible for him not to get one um, this year. And you, he's putting up points too. Uh, and you mentioned Vegas. I think we talked about it before we went live. They're top to bottom, like the most well-built team in the NHL. Um, you know, just, they don't have a quote unquote superstar, but really, I think look at their decor. It's pretty damn deep. They got two number one defensemen back there, Marc-Andre Fleury. And, but Mark Stone, he is, he, you know, by standards, he shouldn't be here because it was always, well, he can't skate and oh, he can't put up enough points or he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Well, he didn't care about that. He adapted and said, this is what I can do and I can do it really effectively. And he's turned it into a career where he's making $8 million a year for the Vegas Golden Knights captain living in Las Vegas, where he has a damn good chance of winning a Stanley Cup. So where do you stack up Vegas's chances of, of winning a cup? Uh, as high as anybody's, yeah. I like the way they're built. They are, they're built for a long playoff run. Uh, they, they play, they play so hard every night. Like it's, it's just, it's like deja vu watching them. You know what you're getting and teams like that, that's the recipe for a Stanley cup. If you can come out every single night and, and have your best game, your chances are as good as anybody and their goaltending, their goaltending is so solid. I mean, even if a goalie goes down, they, like, they have Leonard there too, who's, who's proven that he can play well when they need him to. And flurry, when he turns it on, there's almost nobody better. So if he can get hot and they get rolling, I, I like their chances as good as anybody. Yeah, agreed. And you know, it's really a travesty that they're going to play Colorado more than likely in the second round. Uh, obviously it's a COVID season, but I see those two teams play and I'm like, ah, like that should be a conference final. You know, those, one of those two, whoever wins that, I think it's going to be a war. Whoever wins that deserves to go to a Stanley, Stanley Cup final and potentially for, let's put this out there for a lot of my listeners are least fans. If Toronto got Vegas in the third round after, you know, Vegas just went through a war. Well, you know, that doesn't really tell you everything you need to know about who's the best team. And you could potentially see an upset uh, with that series. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Colorado Vegas is, is a, a series you definitely would, would love to see as the conference final, but the, the way that the divisions are set up, it's just not going to happen. But nonetheless, that, that'll be a great series when and if it happens. And I, I would think that the winner of that series would, would go to the final for sure. But yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. A couple weeks away from getting the playoffs from starting, but yeah, I, I, I think we'll see it as you said, number six for me, I also have a, a hockey player and uh, this guy's in the news uh, this week. He's in the news a lot. I got Tom Wilson. Uh, he's guessed he'd be on your list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he's polarizing. Uh, and even for people that hate Tom Wilson, you're talking about him and he's, I think he gives you a good quote. He's on the, he plays the game differently than anybody in the game right now. Um, is he questionable? Yes. Is he really effective? Yes. I think he's a guy that can score you 25 goals and give you a hundred penalty minutes. And you don't see a lot of those guys anymore. He's going to play on the edge, but he's on one of the best teams in the NHL. I mean, Washington consistently, they look good. 
this year to me. They, they, they look really good. Um, and obviously he had the hit on Carlo early in the year, which is polarizing. He had the events with um, where he ragdolled Panarin and Buchnevich the other night where the Rangers are calling bloody murder, but the way he plays, he's actually a guy who still throws a hit, which is more rare and rare in the game. He just keeps me interested. So I had to put him on my list. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, uh, bad publicity or not, it's still publicity. You love him. You hate him. The mm-hmm. whole hockey world's talking about him today. Yeah. And, and they're talking about him every single time that he does anything yeah. that is controversial. And it, he, he just, he brings every single element to the game. And I, I can't help, but like that, I'm, I don't love Tom Wilson, but I love how versatile he is. He has every single asset. He has speed. He has scoring. He has toughness. There's nothing he doesn't bring. No. Like you would call him a unicorn. That's, that's what it is. I mean, there's nobody else really doing that. No, hundred, hundred percent. And he, he's just got the, I don't give a shit, which I like in an athlete. And I, he gets on the, the superstars nerves too. Cause we Crosby, I think half the league's afraid of him, maybe more than half the league because he's got that reputation. And, um, but I'll be interested to see the Rangers caps tonight. Um, I don't think the Rangers have a particular guy to step in and take him on, but do you think we'll see anything in, in that game tonight or some retribution or what do you expect? Uh, I, I think it's going to be an entertaining one for sure. There, there's got to be something. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know that they have a guy that they can insert in their lineup that could actually do anything about it. But I mean, I'm sure we will see some entertainment in that hockey game tonight. Yeah. There's no way that, that, that that's not going to have a wow factor to it after the events that have occurred in the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't wait for that one tonight to see see what a lot of emotion. Yeah, a lot of emotion for sure. Um, so that brings us into our, our final five. Um, so number five for you on our top ten most interesting athletes list. Uh, so number five, I'm shifting over to baseball. I have Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm. So he's kind of on the other the other side of the Trevor Bauer story there. But the thing I love about this guy is this, the absolute swagger. Like he brings the swagger. He's got the hair. He's got the, the colorful sunglasses and the eye black. He's bat flipping. Like he's, he just has all of, all of those components that really make somebody, you know, get up off their seat and, and really watch. So for me, uh, uh, like a lot of people might see him as cocky. I see him as just somebody who's a gamer. He's an absolute gamer. And he, he plays the game with a ton of emotion. Absolutely. He's on my list. I won't say where right now, but I agree with every point you made. And I think, Jason, he gets it. You know, he's a smart enough person to say, okay, baseball's pretty boring right now. And nobody is watching baseball Baseball will have their purists. They'll have their fans, you know, the, the 50 to 65 year old uh, people that watch baseball, but people our age, you know, the 22 to 25 year, you know, 22 to 30, 
they aren't watching baseball. Baseball ratings stink. But if you get some players that bring something different, that add a different element, that maybe will uh, try to steal a base when it's maybe not the right time to do it, it does a backflip. They're going to tune into those games. And what's the best rivalry in sports right now? One of the best? Dodgers-Padres. Because of the two guys we mentioned, Bauer and Tatis. You got Kershaw who's finally getting involved. You got the dog, Manny Machado, I think is another really underrated guy when it comes to notoriety and interest level, because this guy is irritable and he hates the Dodgers and they hate him because they traded for him and he, he stunk in the World Series. But Tatis is just a star, a stud, and I, I think he's going to be the face of the game for a long period of time if he continues on the trajectory that he's on. For sure, I agree. <laughs> So, yeah, a great one in uh, Tatis. Uh, I think he's great. Um, that brings me to number five for me. I'm going to go with Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Um, he's he's 32 now. Obviously, uh, Clay Thompson's been out. You know, they're in the 10th seed in the West. They're not, you know, the super team anymore. But I still will tune into a Golden State game because I know Steph Curry can go for 60. And he will shoot from half court and he'll dribble between his legs and he'll do a shimmy. And he's just, he's so fun to watch. And you know, he's changed the game of basketball forever with, with his ability to shoot from distance. He's given guys like Damian Lillard and even Clay Thompson, his teammate to an extent, James Harden, the ability to shoot from deep. And it doesn't look like a stupid shot. I don't know if we see these other players have that um, confidence to do it, if you don't see Steph Curry do it first and he's still one of the best players in the, in the game for me. And I just think he brings an element that you say, okay, I'm going to tune into the game tonight. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, he almost made my list. He was on my list at one point, but uh, no, he, he just, like you said, he, he shoots the lights out and he shoots from everywhere and it, you have no idea how many points he's going to put up in a given game. You, if, if he's hot, you're, you're just like you said, he can put up 60, no problem. And I'm the same way. I, I don't really watch basketball a whole lot or particularly the Golden State Warriors, but with him playing the way that he's been playing the last couple mm -hmm. months, I, I watch them now if I have a chance for sure. Yeah, he, uh, and he's got a good personality. Uh, you know, he, he does, yeah, I think he's, he's good at, on the mic too. He get, he'll give you an honest answer, which is more, is rarer and rarer uh, uh, in today's world. Um, number four for you. Uh, number four is uh, Tatis's old buddy, Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Your list earlier. And I have him on my list for the exact same reasons. I think he has a great personality and uh, the way that he sees the game of baseball and how it should be played at that level, I, I couldn't agree with him more. Uh, you have guys competing every night at the highest level. Wh why not? Why not play with some emotion and, what, mm -hmm. and why not have fun? Go out there and have fun. You're, you're playing the game you love. Yeah, and I also think sports gets taken too seriously sometimes. Obviously, it's important me – speaking for us, I know we both love it, you know, dearly, but it's also, it's, it's gotta be fun for people to watch or people don't care. You know, it's got, it's like you go to a concert. If you see a guy and he's a stick in the mud when he's on, when he's on stage, 
you might not want to listen to his stuff anymore. Cause you're like, well, this guy's kind of an asshole or this guy, you know, he just didn't give, give a crap. You know, he's, maybe he's all in the studio. He, they do more to his voice. You want to see them have some personality and baseball needs that more than any other sport. Yeah. I could not agree more. Uh, baseball's it, it lacks that uh, wow factor that some of the other sports have and it has for a long time. And, and these players that we've mentioned already, uh, they're, they're trying to make a change in that. And, uh, and I love it. Yeah, agreed. Um, my number four is Patrick Mahomes. And obviously the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he's Super Bowl champion. He's won an MVP. But just the way he plays quarterback is pretty electric. Uh, he can run. He can throw missiles down the field. He can make guys miss. And, you know, his arm angle and the way the way he played, he changed the quarterback position because you see the Deshaun Watsons and these, uh, even this past draft with Trey Lance and these athletic quarterbacks, they're trying to be Patrick Mahomes. They're, they're trying to, you know, the Tom Brady statue quarterback is a dying breed in the NFL and, you know, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl, So maybe there should be more uh, pocket quarterbacks, but Mahomes is a ton of fun to watch. I think he's, he's different. Cause you look at him, he's got that squeaky voice and you're like, who is this guy? But he's a stud quarterback, but uh, I love the way he plays. He makes me want to watch Kansas city chiefs games. And you got him thrown to, you know, Kelsey and Tyree kill. Uh, they're super fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say he's not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he, he brings that uh, kind of that swagger, like with a guy like Tatis. He's got the headband and the hair, and, you know, he's marketable, and he has an absolute cannon. Yeah. Uh, he runs well, and he's – yeah, I just – I like the way he plays. He brings a different element that uh, quarterbacks – haven't really been known to bring all that you know it doesn't you don't see it that much no um yeah quarterbacks are pretty monotone they don't give you anything on the mic I think he's definitely different in that sense because he's not afraid to be himself um who do you have at number three I have Patrick Mahomes (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Mahomes yeah um yeah I mean like I said, I got Tatis. We, we're, we're bound to have some of the same guys because, you know, it's just when you're big sports fans, you know the good ones from the bad ones. So I'm not surprised to hear that. So I'll, I'll just pivot into my number three. I have, and this guy is polarizing, I have Bryson DeChambeau. And I'm not saying I love Bryson DeChambeau, uh, but he keeps me interested because – you know, I like to see him bomb it over the water and hit it 480 yard drive. I like seeing him freak out at his caddy about wind angles and, you know, him putting. His putting stance is so weird, but yet he's a really, really good putter. And what he did to transform his body, he deserves a ton of credit for that. Um, and yeah, the science shtick can get a little much. And you know, he's, he can be a bit much himself. But I, I think he's, he keeps people interested. Again, the driving part is obviously interesting. Watching him on the driving range before rounds is obviously is a spectacle as well. But I, I think he's interesting. And again, he's a guy people are going to love or hate, but you're going to tune in just because you hope the guy either succeeds or fails. 
Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I share the same opinion on uh, DeChambeau as you. I, I'm personally not the biggest fan of him, but you're right. He, he brings a different element that, uh, that other golfers don't. I mean, he changed his whole, like you said, his whole body, which is quite impressive. And uh, you, you haven't seen before a guy just say, hey, I'm going to step up to this tee block and I'm going to hit the ball as far and as or as close to the hole as I can and I don't really care where it lands as long as it's in play and I'm just going to crush this ball and it, it is fun to watch and and he does he has that emotion too and yeah the, the, the putting is a whole another thing that's just crazy but you're right he, he gets the job done he is a good putter yeah but yeah and even you see guys win and they're really like they don't even give a fist pump anymore like he won a, a month ago, he's shaking his arms. He's fired up about, it. he gives out a yell, like a primal yell. I, I like that too. Cause golfers, it's, it's such a sport where it's about being polite and being, you know, just really, really good, you know, Christian men, so to speak. And he's just like, well, fuck that. You know, I'm, I'm Bryson DeChambeau. I just won. Screw you. Um, and again, he's like a Tom Wilson in the golf sense because he's, He's not your average uh, golfer. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, how about, so we go into our top two. Um, so who is number two for you? Uh, number two, you could call it a little bit biased. You know, I'm a big Bruins guy. I have Taylor Hall at my number two right now. Oh. And for me, uh, since this guy's been traded, uh, I just love seeing how much more content he is playing the game of hockey like that guy was down in the dumps playing in buffalo and you can just he's wearing it right on his face he's not having fun this guy's having a lot of fun playing for the boston bruins right now uh that second line has been absolutely buzzing since the trade deadline uh Krejci looks rejuvenated and 10 years younger somehow and uh, it, it's just nice to see this guy get a fresh start. I've always kind of thought that uh, Taylor Hall just needed to be placed in a good system and a good organization with, a, with some talent around him because he hasn't really had that before. And it's, it's nice to, to see him thrive. And uh, I hope that uh, he, can, he can be a big impact on the Bruins playoff run for sure. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I didn't – I. I figured you have a brewing up high. I did not expect it to be Taylor Hall, uh, if I'm being honest. But yeah, you look at his career, Edmonton, zero stability, uh, train wreck. Goes to New Jersey, you could say the same thing. He had obviously had an MVP year, but they, they don't have they don't have as good stability. Then he goes to Arizona where they don't even know what stability is down there. Um, but I uh Krejci's been the big thing for me with Hulk. I thought Krejci Jason looked terrible all year. I, I he brought nothing to the table and he's in the walk year. And I'm like, this guy's losing money every time he gets on the ice. Um, and, but he's brought his game around Craig Smith's. He looked even better. I think Craig Smith's been a good player this year for the Bruins, but he's even looked better with Taylor Hall there. And I do root for him too. He, um, he could have went to Vegas reportedly. They offered a number one to uh, Buffalo, but he wanted to go to Boston. And he, he goes there. They've had a, a big turnaround. They've clinched the playoff spot now. Um, and they're still pushing for, 
they could still potentially get the number one seed if they get some help and they get some wins here down the stretch. But um, I, I hope he can have a good playoff run because he's never really had one in his career. I think he played five games with New Jersey and then the play-in with Arizona last year. But he's it'll be interesting to see what he can bring in, in the playoff. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm uh, looking forward to the most is to get the playoffs going and uh, see what uh, what kind of element he brings to a contender if they can keep playing at uh, at their highest level and uh, put themselves in the mix this year. Yeah, um, you had a Bruin up high. Obviously, you're a Bruins fan. I, I'm not a Bruins fan, but I do have a Boston Bruin in my top two. And I got one of my favorite players in the league. It's David Pasternak. Uh, he, I love him. I, I love the way he plays the game. I like his um, dunking commercials. I think those are really funny. Um, he, even at the Winter Classic where he, um, they had Barbie Girl playing and he was all decked out with the gear on. I thought that was really funny. He's, he's, he's got a personality again. He, he's from the Czech Republic, but he's not afraid to be himself and be different. Um, and obviously he's one of the best goal scorers in the world. Um, he plays with two terrific players with, with Bergeron and Marshan, but he, I think he's one of the most underpaid players in the league. Um, and you don't hear his name a lot. Cause I think Mitch Marner sucks up a lot of the air. Um, but if it was me and I had to pick a player, it wouldn't be hard for me to pick the one I'd want. Um, and I just think he, he brings so much to the table. You can score 40 you can get another 50 assists and, I think he'll be competing for a, a Rocket Richard in the very near future. Yeah, I I love pasta. Uh, I tried really really hard not to be biased with my list, and he actually didn't make my list. But he's he's so fun to watch. He has a great personality, like you said, very marketable. Um, and and the and the swagger that the Bruins haven't had, they haven't had a player like that in well ever really ever since I can even remember. They've always been kind of though like almost like a New York Islanders, especially when Julian was there. They played very defensively, and you know they were stingy and they're winning games two one and one nothing. And you know if you're not a two way forward, you're out the door. Like Kessel gone, Sagan gone. But a guy like Pasternak, they decided to stick with him, and it's paying dividends. And uh, I, I'm glad that they did because it it gives you just one of those absolute goal scorers that you can watch on and on my favorite team. So it's it's nice to have him. So if you you take Pasternak or Marner for one game, who would you take? I gotta go with my boy. I gotta go with Pasta. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, just number one because like it's the truth also to piss off some Lee fans that listen. So that's it. <laughs> Cover two, two birds with one stone there. Yeah, me too. Cause I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to uh, hear the end of it if I took murder there. So yeah. <laughs> I gotta stick with my boy. Um, so that brings us to our number, our number ones. Um, so who is the most interesting athlete for you right now? Uh, for me, and it's, it's really been almost all year. It's another hockey guy and it's Kirill Kaprizov. Mm. I, I, I can't, I can't stop watching him. Uh, the reason why I have him so high on my list and I have him number one is 
I can count on one hand how many Minnesota wild hockey games I have watched <laughs> since I've been a hockey fan. Yeah. I have watched well over half of their games this year, and it's directly because of how fun that guy is to watch. He's electric. Uh, he's he's all over the place every night. Uh, he's got a ton of skill, and he's he has just injected something into the veins of the Minnesota Wild because they were there's I don't even know how they're keeping this up right now, and uh, he's he's got a lot to do with that, and I really like the way he plays the game. Yeah. Um, couldn't agree more. And you mentioned stick in the mud franchises that just had nothing going for them. That's Minnesota to a T. They were boring. They were old. They were slow. And, you know, new coach Dean Evason, who will likely be nominated for the Jack Adams. He's let these guys play. You look at Kaprizov, clearly the example, but even a Nico Sturm is having a good season as a rookie. And, um, Spurgeon's giving, getting more chances to play. Joel Harrison act looks like he's a player now. He's not a fourth line winger having to chip the puck in. This guy's got some skill. And you mentioned they're trailing against Vegas five, three, the other night going into the third period, they win six, five. And it he's, he, I think he's got 24 goals now. Um, him and Jason Robertson are kind of fighting for the, for the Calder trophy, but I, he's so fun to watch his ability to pass. Um, his just hockey IQ is, I think, off the charts. And just giving Minnesota a great hockey town and a good franchise, something to smile about again, is just such a welcome sight to, to us as viewers and the NHL as a whole. Yeah, and, and that's exactly why I, I have him as number one. Is I, I think he's done a lot for, for that, uh, that hockey market and that organization. Yeah, no, I, I like I like the pick. Um, he I'm interested to see what he can do in the playoffs, and also you know in the years to come, can he continue to be a, a constant performer? I, I hope so because he's a ton of fun to watch. Number one, I mentioned I had him on my list. I got Tatis. Um, he's I've been watching a lot of baseball, and at this you know when the playoffs start, I'm sure I'll tail off a bit, and I like that. TSN has been showing more games than just the Blue Jays. Again, I don't root for any teams. I, I don't get any interest in just watching the Blue Jays games. That bores me. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't need to see them play every night. So seeing Padres against the San Francisco Giants, yeah, that, that's those are good games because Tatis is playing. And you know, seeing the Dodgers tail off a bit and seeing some uh, interesting races makes it good too. But we mentioned, we touched on them all podcasts. Just the flair, the energy. The, uh, the Twitter beefs, he has with Trevor Bauer. This guy is electric and one of the biggest stars in, in all of sports right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you take a guy like uh, Tatis Jr., uh, kids playing and watching baseball in this day and age, they, they want to be that guy. Like, that's the guy right now. If you're a 13-year-old kid in the backyard practicing your swing, you're pimping a home run like Tatis Jr. does. Yeah. No, for, for sure. Um, so that rounds up our top 10. Who are some of your uh, honorable mentions? Uh, Pasternak's got to be there. Uh, I, I'm going to say the only reason why he wasn't on my list was because I tried to refrain from being biased. I'm, I'm a massive Bruins fan, and everybody that knows me knows that. But I did, I did squeeze Taylor Hall in there, but uh, – no, Pasta for sure. 
I had Nikola Jokic uh, as an honorable mention. He was uh, he was at the kind of the bottom half of my list. I think he's got a great personality. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, he's he's over seven feet tall and he has elite ball handling and uh, unbelievable passer. He just uh, he he brings that little bit of different. You know what I mean compared yeah. to other centers in the league. Um, Shohei Otani was there. Uh, like you said, he doesn't really bring much to the table other than what he has on the field because he doesn't speak English. So, I mean, he's not going to be huge in the media, but I just think what he's doing is uh, is quite something for sure with the, the ability to gas a pitch by a guy at over 100 miles an hour and then go hit a bomb the next inning. You yeah. just you're not seeing that anywhere else at, at that level. So, yeah, he's impossible not to root for. Uh, I, I, he's pitching. I hope he can keep pitching and keep hitting. Cause I, I love watching him play. Um, yeah, I had him as well. I kill McCarr. You had, um, I put Floyd Mayweather, my honorable mentions. He's another guy. I, I don't love watching him fight cause he's boring, but he's one of the best promoters in the history of sports. And, you want you'll watch his fight because you hate him, kind of like McGregor. I had them kind of together, um, and um, I also I did throw um, Mike Trout on there just because I think he's so good. Uh, obviously, he does personality's not there, but he is so damn good at the game of baseball that you, you have to put him right up there. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's like another honorable mention. I had uh, Connor McDavid. He's just eats. Mm so good he he dominates every night and he's an absolute treat to watch but uh uh not a fan of some of the things he's been doing on the ice a little bit he's he's uh he's very dry with the media so he doesn't bring a lot of personality but nonetheless you can't you can't take away what he brings to the table when he's just out there playing hockey and there's nobody better so no um no I totally agree yeah he's He's very, he's adopted the Sidney Crosby approach to the media, which is to be less than vanilla because vanilla is actually a flavor. A lot of people enjoy. Um, I don't really enjoy hearing Sidney Crosby's media sessions. So um, I, 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 this was a lot of fun, Jay. I I appreciate you taking the time on on a Wednesday night. I I know you're busy with school and, and everything. So I really appreciate you taking the time and we'll have to do this again down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a blast. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. I, I know how passionate you are about uh, this whole thing you're doing. I think it's great that you're going forward with it and doing something you love, and um, I'm happy to be a part of it. No, really appreciate it, man. We'll, uh, we'll do it again. And for everybody listening, appreciate you guys. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning, talk about the Tom Wilson incident and anything else that happens in the world of sports tonight. So everybody take care, stay safe, and we'll talk soon.